This is a HeadGum Original. In 1977, NASA sent two solid gold records into space so that aliens might find them and understand life on Earth. I send greetings on behalf of the people of our planet and friendly wishes to all who may encounter this voyager. Now, we're making new records with our friends. We step out of our solar system into the universe seeking only peace and friendship. We know full well that our planet and all its inhabitants are but a small part of this immense universe that surrounds us. Hello from the children of planet Earth. What's up? Nothing. How are you? I have two things on my mind, and I want to bring them both up. Okay, which one's first? Motorcyclists on the highway. They're hot over party. Oh no, they're not. Well, some of them are hot. The way they behave, you're you're in wall to wall traffic. Uh huh. Exactly. And they go door to door. Door to door. Where are the walls and doors that you're seeing on the highway? What would you call the portal through which you enter a car? <laughs> Enlighten me. I don't go. So, but, but hear doors. me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. That's a car door for sure. Okay. But you're. <laughs> okay, I'm starting to understand what you mean. Yeah. To me, I'm. Oh, thinking... she walked it back. <laughs> she moonwalked well, it back. To me, I'm back. thinking of the highway is within walls, and we are talking that there's traffic from one wall to the next wall. But you're saying. That's also true. Not always. There's not always walls. Motorcyclists, you're sitting in traffic. They do that. <laughs> They're zooming in and out. They're resting on people's cars. Right. They're f- they're they're going too fast. They have a death wish, which is I iconic. Wanna, I want to ride motorcycles. What was your second thing? I've been reminded <laughs> of that song. You find out who your friends are. Somebody's gonna drop everything. No one knows that song. Run out and who crank. sings this? I want to say Tracy Lawrence. And Tracy I know that's wrong. Lawrence. Who the fuck is Tracy that? Tracy Bird, country singer. Who's that? Tracy Adkins? Tim, no. Tim McGraw features on it. Uh, oh my Garth God, Brooks this is the monster of country. <laughs> yeah, it's like a big deal in country music. When it came this out. is Kanye's monster Somebody's of country. Somebody's going to drop everything. They do a verse on it, these people? Yeah, they are on it. <laughs> that's crazy. What's up with you? We got to get our guest in here, so you got to tell me what's up with you. Oh, um, I overcooked a sweet potato. <laughs> I actually saw that happen. That was really sad. Yeah, it was like really, really neon orange. And that only happens when like you've really kind of overdone it. It looked bad. Yeah. I mean, it, you don't like sweet potatoes. It tasted good. You, you're you in a unique position where you don't like the food that I made. Everybody, we are so excited. <laughs> <laughs> we have a really iconic guest today. Wow. You know her from... <laughs> Many books, so many books. Meaty. Uh, we will never meet in real life. Uh, wow, no, thank you. Well, uh, yes, that was the second one. Meaty, and no. then wow, and no, then... thank you is the recent one. Dummy. No. Yes. So wow, we'll, no, let, we'll let her talk about that. You also know her from writing on Shrill. Please welcome <laughs> Samantha Irby. Hi. Sam. I am so happy to be here. <laughs> Sam, tell him I'm right. What is the order of your books? Meaty. Yes. 
Then we're never meeting in real life. Oh no! Thank you. Then wow, no, thank you. Oh, thank you. Shelby wins. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. It's totally okay. You're so mad. Sam is uh, com- <laughs> completely red and shaking with I anger really right now. I am like furious. <laughs> I thought this was the kind of podcast where like you did research beforehand. Right. So. Yeah. So I did. Guess we're all learning something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I did. I did the research. I I was under Thank the impression that I was doing this podcast with someone who was do who was kind of meeting me in the same place. I bring energy. I bring you do. looks. You know, I bring a lot. It's and a podcast, I, babe. We don't need the looks. <laughs> Sam. <laughs> we in our very first episode, we talked about an episode of Shrill that, that you, you wrote. Wrote. With Holmes. We talked about the pool party episode. It was, uh, I don't want to like sound too, you know, like fruity and nostalgic about it, (laughs) but it was true. Going, like watching that be filmed. The writing, I mean, you guys know, like the writing of it was just like panicked, crying, (laughs) wrote it the night before I was supposed to turn it in. Mm -hmm. Kind of like that was horrible. But then like going and watching it be shot with all those like hot fat bitches in bikinis Mm. was really great. Like really great. Yeah. And it turned out so iconic. Turned out so iconic that Holmes is adding it to their records. Oh my God. Did you see me in the episode? That's the real Easter egg. Where were you? I'm at the pool party. <sighs> Sam. I didn't see you. <laughs> so now I'm, I'm not going to tell you where. No, um, we're going to rewatch it. And we're going to kind of to watch it and watch the party closely. And I'm with I'm with Lindy. Lindy and I are together. together. Lindy West. Oh, so... we're going to rewatch and we're going to go nuts in our house. We're going to th- <laughs> throw our popcorn bowls in the air. We're going frame by frame Please until do, we find like, you. Like kick a hole through your TV when you we're see downloading. Me. We're bootlegging it then going frame frame by frame through and making sure every and we're going to screenshot each one and then just kind of put together a book okay (laughs) and we're going to release that book put my name on the cover and we're going to release that book and it's gonna and it's gonna it's gonna bump you on the ratings of books (laughs) we're gonna gonna skyrocket i mean honestly anything could bump me like (laughs) But I'm uh, hovered near the bottom. Uh, but I'm looking forward to reading it. I'll be your first customer. Thank then you. Then I'll have you guys on my podcast, which Please. I don't. I don't have. I don't have a podcast. <laughs> you but. will. But as soon You'll start as one. you do, will be your <laughs> first guest. As soon guest. as you do, you, Sam. If I could make a podcast for you right now, it would be Sam Irby cancels America, and you just have on a bunch of guests, and you get them canceled. That would be cool. Yeah, I feel like, I mean, <laughs> I'm getting old, and so I feel like I'm I, like I'm at the point in life where I say a lot of shit, and I hear it come out, and I'm like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Good thing I didn't say that to a young person. I'd be fucked. So you just put me yeah. and another, like, 
elder millennial or like baby Gen X. What I mean, I'm about to be 41. I don't really have a generation, but if you put me and another old bitch in a room, we'll both be canceled within minutes. Perfect. We're gonna we're gonna minutes. start our hunt for who that yeah that old bitch that is, and okay. we will put you guys in touch. Can you also like produce it and set it up? I don't have any we, of those skills. You know what? I can hit whatever button on GarageBand that you need me to, <laughs> and then in terms of sound quality. Um, I will figure out. I want it out. to sound like we recorded it in a moving car with the windows down. Oh, Sam, I'm so good at that. That's yeah, actually, that. that's something that I'm really familiar yeah. with and something that I can make happen almost without a problem. Do you guys, have you ever listened to Melissa Broder's podcast? It's called Eating Alone in My Car. And no. like, you don't have to listen to it. You could. But, like, just the premise, I when I saw it, I was, like, so mad that that wasn't me. That I didn't, like, think of that. Because that is the perfect podcast. That is so good. Eating I alone in my car. She'll be like, yeah, I'm having a gas station nachos and then talk about whatever for 20 <laughs> minutes. It's amazing. <laughs> I love that because it really incentivizes eating alone in your car. Like, you mm-hmm. be like, this is business. I have to record next to the pod. I have I'm to eat I'm writing this off. I'm writing off the gas, the nachos, the whole thing. The calories. Yeah. All Wait. Of yes. Do you think you can gone. write all of that off? And you're like, this is this is a business expense? Yeah. According to the accountant I had to get uh, because. <laughs> okay, Brad. The, I, uh, the IRS came and knocked on the door. I had no. to. Knocked on your physical door or just kind of gave you a phone call? No, they, no, they send letters only. That's yeah. like the IRS thing. So like our sweet Okay, Brad, mailman. I've never been addressed by them, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what they do? I have no concept. <laughs> Next. So they are like sweet, like hippie yoga mailman, like knocked on the door. It was the middle of winter. And he was like, hey, Sam. And I was like, uh-oh. I'm thinking, like, he's got my Sephora box. And he was like, I need you to sign for this thick envelope from the IRS. You've and been then, served. I mean, yeah, you've been served. He said you've yeah, been served. There, but unlike Omarion, he did not, like, <laughs> you know, dance for me. I was hoping you were going to reference the film and you didn't disappoint. Oh, I saw it opening night in the theater. <laughs> with a bunch of teens i think i was the only adult and like they were all like "Mm." and i was like i love omari i'm sorry i will dance you out of this theater (laughs) (laughs) i was like you want to step to me and they were like yeah grandma and i was like just kidding just kidding just let me sit in the uh handicapped seat and i'll leave you (laughs) they were like actually that's where i was about to make out what the fuck But the IRS letter was, it was very nice. They're very nice. It's always like, hey, we think you forgot to pay some taxes. We we think you overlooked $10,000 or whatever. And so then I got, I got on a payment plan. I just finished paying off the IRS, actually. Dude. I feel oh my God. very proud. Congratulations. Okay. Thank you. Fireworks, fireworks. <laughs> confetti, confetti. How do you... We, poof, poof, poof. we didn't do the research on the IRS stuff or we would have come prepared with, like, confetti and stuff. 
It's okay. Uh, the the confetti is getting the email that was like, "You're paid off. See you next year." Don't want to. They should do again. that in a fun way. They should have that email be with you know, like on right? iPhones, how you could send with like lasers and stuff. Yeah. Their emails for when you get paid off should have like fun. fun I want lasers some IRS lasers. I That'd deserve be so it. Cool, Sam. I deserve look, it. We brought you here for a reason. We want to ask you. Yes. If you were creating your own golden records for space, what are you putting on it? The first thing I'm putting on it is the book Gone Girl. Here we go. The book, not the movie. So I (laughs) loved the movie, but I, despite the fact that I think that it was horribly miscast, I don't think that she was the right Amy and like Ben Affleck was all right, but it it could have been it could have been somebody else. It's not who I pictured when I was reading it. If Can you I, could cast it yourself, yeah. who are you who are you putting in? Okay, so I would I love this question. Patrick <laughs> Wilson yes. would be the dude, right? Because yes. he's like good looking, but like that kind of sociopathic good looking where you're like, is he, (laughs) will he chop me into a million pieces? And like, the answer is yes. Yeah. You meet Patrick Wilson at a bar and you're like, I, he's either cool and nice and a good guy (laughs) who cleans himself well, or he's American psycho. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I gotta ask Sam, have you seen, I don't, did I watch it with you? The Patrick Wilson, Carrie Washington, and Samuel L. Jackson movie, Lakeview Terrace. You know I did where Samuel L. <laughs> Jackson was the neighbor. Yeah, he's a cop. Who he's hated like... interracial. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have a theory that, so he, Samuel L. Jackson in Lakeview Terrace plays a cop who hates interracial couples. <laughs> and then the flip side of that, the exact like opposite of it tonally is... um. That rom-com, Guess Who, with Bernie Mac and Ashton Kutcher. Oh, I never watched that. But yes, I can ima- I can see those being like inverse versions. He also hates his daughter being in an interracial couple, but it's just like goofy <laughs> instead of like he has a gun. <laughs> and then just to bring it back, who's playing Amy? Who's yes. playing opposite Patrick Wilson? <sighs> this is harder, but I... You know how like Reese Witherspoon has that like remember like election where you're like she's cute but i'm scared of her like she is very good at that i feel like she would be a good amy she has to have like a bouncy blonde ponytail that's what she has in the book you want to give reese witherspoon more work right now nobody's working as much as reese witherspoon i know she's an i mean but technically this is like Eight years ago. Well, but if we're casting it right now, we're casting it right now. Who? But who else is like chipper? I'm open to it being Reese. But didn't she get like three Emmy noms this year? Yeah. Well, let me. She let has me a bitch. million kids. She she, she needs, needs the money. It. Yeah, one of them's really little too, but other ones are old, mm-hmm. and that just has me a little confused because I don't know how she's still doing that. How do you have a kid that's like in college and you're managing that vibe? Plus a, an infant who you're, like, making things out of pipe cleaners with. Oh, you have a lot of help. <laughs> okay, so I have a sister who 
is my sisters are 20, 17, and 15 years older than I am. Okay, so, a baby. You're the baby. I am the babiest baby. Like, I have every baby tendency times a million because <laughs> the age difference was so huge. But uh, my mom basically was like black Reese Witherspoon, except <laughs> poor and sick. Um, and she, I mean, basically, she just didn't sleep, right? Like, she had a baby. She was a nurse. And, like, my 20-year-old sister wasn't, like, helping. She was like... I want to fuck guys and get drunk. And my mom's like, oh, okay. You okay. know, so. You got to respect it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Your sister's She's on like, it. Cool, cool. You do that and I'll have this baby. So, I mean, you know, I feel it. And also, I mean, the answer is that Reese has like nannies. Right. There we go. Exactly. Assistants, Which is why nannies, her kids that. will not grow up to be like comedy writers. Because <laughs> they're well adjusted and cared for. I don't know. One of them's one of them's presently a music producer. And one's a model. So they're in oh, really? the vi- they're okay. vibing. <laughs> they're out here yeah. vibing. Yeah, they're having the life that we deserve. The three of us. Sam. Let me put this back to you. Yes. Casting Amy. I, I think this is a similar vibe to what you're talking about. What about Christina Applegate? Oh, yes. <laughs> what if you write? Dead to oh, me. Oh, no. <laughs> Dead, Dead to good. me is so good. It's so oh, good. Yeah. She would be perfect. She has that scary thing behind her eyes. Uh-huh. You know who else I think would be good? Margot Robbie. Uh, oh, she's Wait, beautiful. I was going to say, she's really hot. Almost oh, too okay. hot for Amy. But she's so beautiful, but I could see her having like... So talented. A dark, sadistic interior. Well, yeah, wasn't she in I, Tonya? Wasn't that her whole vibe? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but she also was like a little crazy. That's the story of Tonya Harding. <laughs> I think she's like a really good actress. I really like her. Do you think the listeners will be weird about how I just pronounced Tonya? <laughs> I was wondering why you said Tonya. Because uh, it's spelled that way. Sure. And I'm just wondering if you guys think people are going to be mean to me about it online. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and I hope so. Because I chose not to dive into it. But I was like, I hope the listeners get her on this. I, Tonya, I said. And I and I heard it. And you guys heard it. The listeners will have heard it. I just want that. I want to make a, a plea out. Sam, are you feeling unsafe <laughs> around Shelby? Because I am. The Tonya Harding stands are coming for us all. <laughs> We're all done if they have something to say about it. Okay, so the book Gone Girl. Yeah. Okay. I I read a lot of thrillers. I feel like people always shit on thrillers. But it's the only kind of books I can read. I mean, truly, <laughs> I need a reason to turn the page, right? right? Like, as somebody who writes books that should be used as compost, I will say that <laughs> thrillers, they're, they, have, they get such a bad rap, but like, it's all anybody really actually reads. So it was, there's a twist. And I truly was like shocked by the twist. I got to say, I'm a person who never sees the twist coming. Right. I saw the sixth sense and at the end was like, oh shit, our house phone is ringing. <laughs> Sorry to be doing this podcast from the year 1998. Yeah, whoa. <laughs> but like the twist happened and I was just like, oh my God. Like it got me. Um, 
And I feel like I can never get, and you can never have that moment again. When I saw The Sixth Sense at the end, I was like the one person in the theater who didn't know he was dead. Oh my I God, was like, spoiler. Just kidding. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh my God. And the people around me were like, shut up, stupid. So <laughs> Gone Girl, I had that same experience when the twist happened and I feel like, it still means a lot to me. No book has shocked me as much since then. So you want aliens to experience the, like, raw... Yeah, I want aliens to feel the... I'm going to say it in, like, a book blurb way. Like, the pulse-pounding reveal. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Do you want... How many copies are you sending out? Like, are they all sharing one copy? Are they... <laughs> are... Well... I mean, she sold a lot, so yeah. we don't really need to, like, bump her sales. I'll cool, send cool, my cool, copy. Cool, 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 Jillian Flynn, if you're listening. Sorry, girly, it's over. Sorry, girly. We are getting one. We're, we're scanning the pages of a book we already bought. And then we're I'm emailing them my Kindle yeah. version. I'm sending Here them a PDF. Go, of, you know when there were teachers, and this was actually yes. dope, because it was, like, so that people didn't have to buy the textbook, but where they would just like scan the pages you needed yeah. <laughs> you could barely read you were like this is, <laughs> you did a bad job like this is nice and thank you yeah. because alternatively thanks for I have saving to me the money but i can't see this but this doesn't cut it i don't know yeah. what i'm looking at the page numbers are confusing i appreciate you but ultimately you've hurt me in another <laughs> way <laughs> sam i have seen the movie gone girl i have not read the book that's how i choose mm -hmm. to live my life Mm -hmm. I'm okay. wondering, something that sticks out to me from the movie is, obviously, I'm not unique in this way, the cool girl monologue. Mm -hmm. Was this in the book? Did it hit as hard? Yes, it's in the book, and it happens right after the twist. So, first you're, like, shocked, and then you're like, oh, wow. And then she does the cool girl rant, and you're, like, waving your you know, lesbo fist in the air, like, go, girl, go, go. On, girl. <laughs> go, girl, get gone. Get gone, girl. Get gone, girl. Like, she's really spitting some truths. Here. Yeah. Well, so are you, yeah. what do you want the aliens to take away? Like, are they on her side? Are they on his side? Are they on no one's side? Every man for themselves? Well, here's where I get my feminism card taken away. Uh -oh. I was on his side when I read the book. Well, he ultimately didn't do anything psychotic. Right. And she, yeah. in a big way, did. Now... <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and take away what she did to him, which is truly, I mean... Unwell, yeah. weird, Unwell, bad weird, vibes. Crazy. Psycho, 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 crazy, crazy. But also what she does to, in the movie, Neil Patrick Harris, I forget his name. Oh, yeah, what Percy? is his name? Is that his name? Why did I think that? No, but it doesn't matter. He has, such a, he has a weird name in it. Can we agree mm -hmm. to that? Yes. I'm going to Google it. You know, what I, you know what I think about when I think about him in the book? Um, when she goes to his house, like she describes his mother is there. He's not in the movie. And she describes her as smelling like intensely vaginal. Ew. And I had to like 
think about what that, <laughs> like, what is that smell? And I couldn't. It depends if she's healthy or not. Well, yeah. I'm like, is it a yeasty? Yeah. What is, That's what what is, is it? The, kind of like a Subway. What's the smell? <laughs> Subway it, after they bake the bread. Because if she's yeah, healthy, like, a deeply vaginal smell is really subtle. Yeah. Can't I'm like, is them. it fishy? What is, so I was like obsessed with what the mom must smell like. His name was Desi. Desi. Desi Which isn't actually a weird thing. name, but it is weird for a white guy that looks like Neil Patrick Harris. Yes. Can I tell you guys something? <laughs> yes. When Sam, when you said deeply <laughs> vaginal, here's this is what my gay brain came up with. You said deeply <laughs> vaginal smell, and here's where I was taken. When I he moved, said Subway, the Subway, not well, the restaurant, not bread, was, not bread. The was, nasty, rat-infested, flooded Subway of New York City was his first. That was the second thought. The first thought, actually, which I haven't said until just now, this is a big reveal, is I moved into a fraternity house my sophomore year of college. Oh, and my And when my God. mom moved me in, we smelled something so rancid. And we went to the kitchen to find it, and we realized the guys from the previous semester had left the leftover fish from the fish fry in the bottom of the refrigerator for about oh. two months. Mm-hmm. And it was rotting so bad. That and the to Caleb, house, that's a deeply vaginal, that's a deeply vaginal scent. smell. <laughs> Caleb hates cool? women. I mean... Is that anti-women? Is yeah, that anti-people no. vaginas? Really? No. I, I would mean, say. Culturally, ha- culturally, though, haven't we sort of just, like, the insult is that, you know, you smell like fish. Thank right. you, Sam. Thank you, Sam. And well, I'm a so product what I'm of the saying culture. Is, I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying Yeah, what I'm saying is if culturally the insult taught. is you smell like fish, then yes. to say deeply vaginal is inherently fish <laughs> is an insult to women by that logic. Yes. Yes. I love women. Not anymore, properties <laughs> I love women and I don't know how vaginas smell anymore. <laughs> I knew for like two years. Um... Ooh, now that's what I want to talk about. <laughs> Ooh, and Caleb was straight from 2011 to 2013-ish. Ish. Yeah, that was iconic. Um, anyway, Sam, we have talked so long about Gone Girl. We want to know what else you'd put on there. Okay, I would... Here's where I get my feminist lesbian card back. Uh, I would put on there a Tori Amos live bootleg cassette. Do you yeah. youngsters <laughs> even know what a cassette is? Yes, I know yes. what a cassette is. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I almost just yeah, swallowed Sam, my tongue. Yeah, Sam, we've been to the history museum. <laughs> we've been to museums, babe. <laughs> We're cultured, babe. <laughs> Oh, you guys are the best. Um, <laughs> uh, because I I want to send that because I want the aliens to know lesbian pain uh, and thank you <laughs> deep feelings. Um, and I feel like when I was in high school, there was definitely like an underground. <laughs> like I mean. Somebody listening to this is going to be like, oh, my God, all her friends are white. But uh, all of And for friends, them listening, is that true? <laughs> a lot of them, uh, especially in high school. <laughs> but, 
but uh, I like my friends and I used to like pass around. I had never been to a Tori Amos concert or any concert really in high school, but people would get like would hand out recordings from her shows, and I was a huge fan. And so it met, it like imprinted her, like her first album, Little Earthquakes, like imprinted on me. And to hear her live, I have since seen her live and she, you know, she humps the, the, the piano the bench, bench and like does all sorts of like nonsense. I'm obsessed with her. I feel like the aliens need to know. So it's actually her Tori. second album because she was in... <gasps> The band, Why Can't... She was the front woman for Why Can't Tori Read. Oh, yeah. In the 80s. <laughs> and oh, yeah, she, yeah, The yeah. first album was Why Can't Tori Read by Why Can't Tori Read in 1988. It really tackles oh a lot of important cultural issues <laughs> in that album. Like, you know, Why Can't Tori Read? And Why and Can't sort of They Spell Why Can't Tori much. Read? I know. Right? It was just a Y, right? Yeah, it's Y, y and then can't. can't with a K. Oh god! And then Tori Reed is spelled correct. Tori's name is spelled right, and Reed is spelled. Um, Imagine like if the, she had just well, like stayed with that band. We'd never have heard of her. Yeah, because that. I mean, nobody Mm-mm. listening has heard of why can't Tori Reed? No. Mm-mm. Tori Reed, more like Tara Reed. <laughs> now we've heard of Tara Reed. We've heard of Tara Reed. Oh, that's a sexy piece. <laughs> now we've heard of Tara Reed. <laughs> Sam, I'm so sorry that we did that. Look, I listened. Okay. Tori Amos, live at Spotify. I think it's like 2014. The interviewer says to her, you know, she she does what she does. She says like, um, my voice, blah, 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 or whatever. And then she sings. And then the interviewer says, what? You were one of the, you know how she like, she's like, when she sings, she's real like, she's real like, she, she, her voice goes a little. Oh yeah, she does do that she, like, baby talk. Contorts and like. Okay. Yeah, it's like what you think a fairy talks like. You know. She she said she were she said I feel like when I'm performing I'm a witch and a mermaid or something like that. She was like, she feels very haunted by. It. Okay, and to but, her, witches and mermaids are constantly having sex with benches. <laughs> always, almost explicitly. It's the only way they can orgasm. Yeah, is with a bench. But my mm-hmm. real point was the interviewer said, and I don't know. Okay, he said like Tori, you were one of the first people to stream your a single from your album online for anyone to listen to before the album came out. Do we know this? That's crazy. I didn't. She was one of the first people to stream like openly on the internet a single from the album before the album came out for people to listen to. Isn't that crazy? Wow. And now Charlie Puth is putting clips on TikTok. <laughs> and, and he is hot. He's Puth, very hot. My God. He could get it anyway. I'm into Charlie Puth too, but I thought Caleb was explicitly not. Whoa. I don't know why I thought that? that. I think it's because once I told you that I consider him and Sean Mendez to be in competition with one another and at no for no reason I think that, but I do think that in my heart and you got angry about it. Well, and- Sam, I'll bring you in on this. Here's my thoughts. <laughs> I don't think they're like Charlie Puth is sexy and Sean Mendez he do- I don't feel like <laughs> sex energy from him. This is so gross. I'm like somebody's mom talking about a sexy baby. I'll say this. Both of them could get it from me. 
if they wanted it. They both could, but Charlie Puth is like... Neither of them do. I think both of them secretly would like... Secretly or otherwise would like to be fucking men. But if they were to come to me and say, please, please, I beg, both of them would get a yes from me. Charlie Mm -hmm. Puth is like funny, cute, in on the joke, sexy. Sean Mendez is like vapid, like, like spacey, like... I don't know. He's just always walking around with his arms open. Like, he's just like a strange... <laughs> Shawn Mendes is not present mentally. Mm-hmm. And that's hot in some ways. Anyway. Oh. I love a himbo. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, mm-hmm. Sam, tell us, who are your celebrity crushes across the board? Oh, my God. Well, okay. Well, one of them we're going to talk about. Okay. Okay, we'll that's huge. That. So save that. Yeah, I'll save that one. Um, my biggest well, I have so many. I love Forrest Whitaker. But yes. that's let me explain. It's he's like he's I think he's cute, but he also is just like so gentle and nice, and I really love that. Yes. Um, who else do I love? I mean, I'm going to tell you all my gross ones. I fucking love, like, Tommy Lee Jones. No. I like a my grizzled... mom's a big Tommy Lee Jones head. <laughs> I'm your mom. I love a grizzled... <laughs> I love a grizzled old white man. He's he's the king of the grizzleds. Yeah. Um, who else? What about do Dwight I... Yoakam? My mom's a big Dwight Yoakam head, too. No. <laughs> Mm-mm. She's right gonna listen to this too. and she's gonna be she's gonna call me and be like, I think he is you didn't know him when he was hot. <laughs> uh speaking of Gone Girl, I do like Ben Affleck. There it I'm is. Not only... That's a bummer, but Oaks. ultimately we still Why? like you. We got her. I don't know. We got Sam Irby. <laughs> he you loves coffee. That's true. He looks really good with a beard. He's always carrying too many things. Yeah. I love I love a pack mule. I don't ever <laughs> want to carry anything. So I, if I see I a mean, man carrying shit, I'm like, oh, somebody I could offload my shit to. Do you know the the Shell Silverstein book where the guy's carrying all the books and it's like in an S shape and they're walking? Uh-huh. That's Ben Affleck going to the grocery store. That's Ben Affleck going to the bathroom. That's I Ben love Affleck him. going from the living room to the bedroom. Uh, I love him. You know who I really fucking love? Jude Law. Mm, we do now. not talk enough about how hot <laughs> we ha- Jude he had his Law moment. is. I'm getting I, excuse horny. Excuse me? It's still his moment. <laughs> I'm not saying. No, 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 no. You're misunderstanding okay. me. <laughs> You're misunderstanding me. I misrepresented I what I meant. Through this I was saying culturally you. we gave him his due and then we stopped. It's not that he stopped earning it. It's that we stopped giving uh-huh. it. But we did give it to him for a minute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? yeah, we did. We really did. For we a second, did. it was like Jude Law, Jude Law, Jude Law. And then he did that thing with like a nanny or something. Didn't he cheat? And we were all like, come on, Jude. Oh, yes. Hey, he got Jude. with the nanny. <laughs> cool if you're the nanny, though. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Oh, my God. Seriously. <laughs> oh, my God. I watched. Did you guys watch that Tiger Woods documentary? No. No. I'm still team Elon. Ellen. El- yeah, You're so not- me too. Although <laughs> I feel bad for him when you see like the backstory, it's kind of sad. But she was just like his rich friend's nanny, and I'm like such a piece of shit. I uh, like they were talking about how he just saw her and was like, I want to be with her. And the first thing I thought was, she's so lucky. <laughs> <laughs> like, imagine you're watching. 
you're watching some of these like badass kids and then the like most popular and richest athlete is like, hey, you, let me buy you a mansion. That's incredible. That is incredible. And then she chased him with golf clubs. Yeah, because he got high and was fucking everybody. I have a Tori Amos comment, question, comment, question. Yes. Mm-hmm. Did you know I was, you know, doing some research as I've claimed to do and um, there was a WWE fighter, no. uh, Mick Mankind Foley, <laughs> who says that Winter from Little Earthquakes, the song Winter, was the song that moves him like no other and that preparing for a match in Japan, that's the song he listened to. And looking back, that's probably the performance he's most proud of. And he gives it up for the song. And now he volunteers with Rain consistently because it's her a charity she's involved with. He like has dedicated his life to Tori Amos because his best fight was after he listened to Winter by Tori Amos. That's the greatest story I've ever heard. And I believe him. <laughs> I believe him. <laughs> you got to know, too, for anyone who doesn't know Mick Foley, Mick Foley, Mankind, um, mm-hmm. dude, I man, love how, him. whatever. He's the kind of wrestler that doesn't just go out and, like, like wrestle normal. He, like, falls on a bed of tacks. He, like, throws yeah. himself off a 50-foot cage. Yeah. yeah. And he's listening he's to Tori Amos before. Yeah. But you can tell he has, like, a sweet soul. Well, yeah. he said perhaps it would have been a great match without Winter, but I doubt I'd still be thinking about it 15 years later. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it's the most romantic, like, add it's him a to my Add him to my crush list. <laughs> <laughs> he is a. Remember he is when he a, used to like walk around with the sock on his hand? Yes, and have the sock do interviews. <laughs> Sam, before we get to the rest of your album and the rest of the episode, we do need to take a break. Welcome, bark. Welcome back. Welcome, bark. If okay. I was a dog, I would say welcome, welcome bark. bark. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Arr, arr. No, I can't get into a dog impression. I, it, it'll be too good. We, <laughs> we need to. We need to, Sam. We need to talk you. to you about something. Okay. One of the things <laughs> on they the included original on the records. original Golden Records is called Navajo Night Chant. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> I will say this. If there's a star of the Navajo night chant, it's, it's drum drums. guy. It's the drums. Drum guy was going fucking off. He said, bump, bump. I hope the vocalist bump. is not listening. <laughs> <laughs> You're about to get an angry email. And a one-star rating from, from the, the vocalist. head of the Navajo choir. Mm-hmm. From a Navajo vocalist. I liked it. What did you guys think? Banger or no? I think it's a banger. But I don't know if it's meant to be, so I feel like I don't know if I can say that. Yeah, like what if it's a religious thing and like calling it a banger is the worst thing you can say? Uh, I hope that's I'm not the so case. nervous to say something culturally inappropriate well here's what i'll say so you're the aliens they don't know culturally what's up this this is just people of earth so we are all to them one big culture which is actually gorgeous oh then i would say yes if aliens understand what a banger is that is one (laughs) 
Well, we're going to make sure they do. (laughs) One of the items included on the original record sent into space is a track called Night Chant by the Navajo Indians, and it was recorded by Willard Rhodes. As it turns out, it is a religious song. The Navajo Night Chant religious ceremony is performed in the late fall or winter. It's a healing ceremony to heal the presumed sick. It involves masks, a sacred bundle, and sand paintings. It also involves heat. Extreme heat. Some just covered in blankets. Others sat on the coals of what was once a fire and then covered in blankets. This is to sweat out whatever illness they had. The Navajo Night Chant is a nine-night ceremony that is believed to date from around 1000 BCE. What you just heard is the first of all of the chants for this specific ceremony. The Night Chant is supervised by medicine men, and it is their job to insist that every single thing be done the exact same way each time the ceremony is performed. Every line in the sand painting, every verse of every song, and so forth. In the night chant, you'll hear yay or yai. These are the spirit deities of the Navajo people. It translates to god or genius. The Navajo night chant is considered to be one of the most sacred of all Navajo ceremonies. It's one of the most difficult and demanding to learn because it involves the memorization of hundreds of songs, dozens of prayers, and several very complicated sand paintings. While the song is religious, we continue to contend. It is still a banger. Religious songs, it has been said, can sometimes still be considered bangers. Bangers. To me, some bangers bang so hard that they become religious. Look, I will say this. At first listen, no disrespect intended to anybody. It's a banger. It's a banger to me for now. I'll change my mind mm-hmm. later if I turn out to be wrong. But for now, it bangs. And if it came on in the club, I would shake my ass. Well, I'll say, this. I'll say this. Here's the thing. I do think it's going to end up being okay when we do our research. Why do I think that? Because they have so many different chants on the records that are like war chant. And this one's just night. They're pretty descriptive in their titles. And they're usually like what it's for. And if this yep. is just for the night, the night is for the freaks. We're here to come and have a good yes. time. Okay. I'm with it. Night is for the freaks. Universally. Kesha said that, I think. If you're not a freak and it's dark out, you better stay the fuck home. <laughs> <laughs> across cultures, across history. When it's daylight out, you can wear your suit and tie. When it's night out, the freaks get to party. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a place downtown where the freaks don't come. That's Kesha. Kesha sings. There's a place downtown. What is, how does the rest of it go? Sam, do you know this song? No, I there's a hole don't in know the wall. much Kesha. It's a dirty free-for-all. Come on, turn me on. That. Mike, replace me with Kesha. <laughs> Sam said she doesn't know much Kesha, so I don't know I much don't Kesha. know much Kesha. That's I'll say I it. Now. I do, and I am, I'm proud of it. <laughs> it was it's not intentional. It's just, there's too much shit to keep up with. Yes. Yeah. Listen. I can't. I'm a Kesha fan. I hope she's listening. Mhm. If she, she is, is, I've been to 3 of your concerts. D- that's devotion. Yeah. I've seen Gaga twice. Uh, I've seen Gaga and once. And Beyoncé a few times. 
I don't. You know like who concerts. I've seen the most? Madonna. Madonna. Mm-hmm. I once went to a Pussycat Dolls concert, and I. <laughs> it gets worse. You think it's bad? Were the tickets free? Yes, but it does get okay. worse, and you guys aren't. I think ready, f- thinking that it could get worse. But I sat two rows behind my mom and her friends. Okay. At a Pussycat Dolls concert, which is a strip show really and then mm-hmm. six rows in front of my dad who was on a date with a woman who was previously my babysitter <laughs> oh man, oh, man. Just... <laughs> so that was my experience at the pussycat dolls concert and i watched them if you turned naked. that concept in for <laughs> at a writing job for a tv show they would they say, would say too far heavy yeah too they far would say it's too much it's unbelievable that it's real. I was with like four friends too, and they were kind of like, "Are you? Do you want to stay?" And I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> I like, I like what's up. I love what's going on." <laughs> my mom's gonna hear this. She listens to the podcast. Oh She's gonna God. say, hmm. <laughs> "Sam, look, we're not here to talk about us. We're here to talk about what else you would put on your records." What's okay. lucky number three? A DVD of Mission Impossible Fallout. Wow, here we go. Tell us about it. Tell us what, for someone who hasn't seen it, tell us what it's about. Um, It's about the greatest movie star of my generation. Tom Cruise. (laughs) She's taking stances. This is her crush. This is who she was going to say was her crush that Mm. we were going to talk about. Oh my God. I love him so much. Here's, like, we don't have to get into the Scientology of it all. I think we do. I frankly, I don't don't understand it. (laughs) I don't think we can. I don't understand what it is. I know there's like, speaking of aliens, I know there's like an alien overlord or demon or something. I don't feel safe talking about Scientology on the podcast. Yeah, me neither. We got it. No, they will. I had a friend who like drove too slowly past Mm -mm. the Scientology Center and like looked inside and they sent a mailer to his house. And I was like, how? And he was like, they must have taken a picture of my license plate. Please, Tom Cruise, if you hear this, do not do that to me. Please. But (laughs) I'm so afraid of what they're going to do to this podcast. Yeah. But I hope they at least listen. (laughs) Out of respect for Shelby and Sam's caution, I'm not going in on Scientology right now. (laughs) But if I was solo, I would go in. I don't. Those (laughs) people. (laughs) They have so much money and power. They can kill us. And yeah, get away with I it. don't. That's why I think the aliens need to know about their supreme <laughs> leader, Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise, yeah, who is the? He's like he and Julia. There, he's like the last. You are great, not putting her on. <laughs> is Julia Roberts a Scientologist? No, no she's putting them on the same stars. tier. Ooh. She's saying. Julia Roberts oh. and Tom Cruise are the best movie stars of, of a generation. No, no, no. no, no, no. They're I'm not the best. Crying. They're not the best. <laughs> there are better. Also, like, the NAACP is going to kick me out for saying, for, like, <laughs> elevating these white people when <laughs> I should be talking about, like, Cicely Tyson. But uh, Tom Cruise, <laughs> let's just stick to Tom Cruise. No Julia Roberts. Tom Cruise is a bona fide movie star. Yes. And sure. Mission Impossible. <laughs> Show me. I'm right. Um, sure, sure. Yeah, go ahead. Mission Impossible Fallout specifically, it like so obviously cost a billion dollars to make. The stunts are incredible. But he does There's those a himself. Fight. 
Yes. There's this fight. Oh, also Henry Cavill is in it, who I would let him split me like a wishbone. (laughs) Stop. (laughs) Not split me like a wishbone. I agree. Yeah, you're not wrong, but Jesus. Yeah. I'd let him fuck me in the middle of a daycare with the lights on. (laughs) He's... Oh, my God. He's so fun. (laughs) You would do jail time for that. (laughs) She she said, I'll register as a sex offender for it. Sam, why are you walking so far away from that school? Never mind, Henry Cavill. I had one shot, one opportunity. (laughs) I took it. <laughs> don't park the car here. There's a middle school over there. Uh, I can't. Um, no, I had well, I had 15 minutes of a good time, and now <laughs> <laughs> I ruined my own life to fuck Henry Cavill. Worth it. Uh, he's, he's in short. It. Ruin it for Henry Cavill. Yeah, he's in it. He's so hot. Angela Bassett is in it. There's this fight that they have in a men's bathroom. It's Tom Uh, Cruise, Henry Cavill, and this other guy. And Henry Cavill throws this dude through a mirror. And it's the hottest thing I've ever seen. And it's like good fighting and helicopters. It's great. Speaking of people who could split me like a wishbone, Angela Bassett. (laughs) Angela Bassett could have me any way she wanted. She's yeah, hot. me too. She is hot. She's hot in this movie. Um, what do you think the actual budget for Mission Impossible Fallout was? A hundred million. More. <gasps> Are you looking at it? I have it. Yeah, I have it in front of me. A hundred and fifty million. More. Three hundred million. No. <laughs> Less. Two hundred million. It was a hundred seventy-eight million dollars. It looks like it. Yeah. <laughs> What it takes. But what's crazy is that he refused to get someone. To, they could pay for someone to do his stunts, and instead he broke his leg. Well, he's yeah. little. Little when man acts like that. He broke his leg uh, doing a stunt <laughs> in a movie. <laughs> That's how little men behave. Little they do. men act like that. They do. Oh yeah. no. And the thing where he uh, breaks his ankle or whatever, uh-huh. like you can tell, yeah. it's an incredible stunt. Yeah, it's and he incredible. finishes this shot. Listen. Yeah, I'm not. I'm, I'm not in your position where I'm like, let's all fuck Tom Cruise. But what I will say <laughs> is, it's awesome that he finished the shot. Yes, he climbed up the side of the building with a broken leg, and he was like, yeah. "Gotta get the shot, babe." <laughs> I mean, he's incredible. I d- cannot comment about his beliefs. Mm-hmm. Well, can you? Can you, Sam? <laughs> but though? he does believe in making good movies. See how I save that. <laughs> <laughs> Can you comment on his COVID rant from set a couple weeks ago? Okay, I it was have cool. been trying to stay off Twitter because it's a toilet, <laughs> but I saw like people reacting badly to that, and I was like, "That's what you want to hear." Yeah, I want to hear somebody screaming at people to keep their masks on. Yeah, so that I may have the 
next Mission Impossible movie that much sooner. Now, I loved it. I was like, he he just seems like a guy who cares. If you don't read the weird stuff about him and you only read the positive things about how he, like, sends people cakes and... You know what? Here, I'm going to say this is the most controversial thing I'm going to say today. Really? It Worse than be. fucking in front of kids? <laughs> cannot be. I gotta tell you. More controversial than I'd fuck in front of a couple kids? <laughs> they gotta learn sometime. Um, <laughs> fuck that stork shit, kids. I'm going to show you where you actually came from. Um... <laughs> <laughs> They're like, ew, I wish I was dead now. I don't want to see where I came from. Um, <laughs> the way those kids go home the next that day. <laughs> and they go, how is daycare? And they say, well, <laughs> I saw something. Mom, get me a get me a cold milk. It's going to be a long night. I got to tell you some Sit down before I tell you. No, I'm sorry. What is your actual controversial take? That I thought the couch jumping incident was sweet. I was about to ask you about that, and it's interesting and that that's not, <laughs> not unhinged. It just seemed like a guy... <laughs> you have to at least contend that it was sweet and unhinged. There's no way that's It was sweet hinged. and unhinged. It's not yeah. hinged. It's off the yeah. hinges. He just seemed like he was very happy to have found a woman. Well, he had found before, and, and he'll have Me to too. find again. So am I. Uh, well, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Sam. <laughs> Sam just announced a divorce. <laughs> All right, and the tabloids are going to go crazy with this one. I'm going to send you a picture of me jumping on the couch in a minute. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> possible for all those reasons. If you haven't seen it, run, don't walk. And to if you're your an alien, phone and order it. <laughs> it's coming to you via Sam Irby. It's coming yes. to space. Yeah. I'm going to be like, this is the crowning achievement of our species, this movie. Would you give the aliens a viewing experience along with it? Like, would you say it has to be in theaters? It has to be Home Alone? Like, what's the... Well, I would say in a theater, except... I feel bad saying that because we can't go to a theater and I haven't been to a theater in a year and a half... So, if the aliens... Well, they can rent one out. Yeah. Yeah. The aliens can rent a theater and go and go see Mission Impossible. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of popcorn with butter. I don't play that no butter shit. Yeah, well, that's insane. On it. And nobody What's the should. point of it? <laughs> um, Sam, what's, what's, uh, what's going on next? The next thing <laughs> is a very uh, niche thing I love and I said the delisted.com comment section circa 2008 yes delist is a celebrity gossip website started in 2005 it was uh, originally called the The delist but Kathy Griffin was like no yeah (laughs) so then 2007 it was changed to delister delisted delisted and that's what you love so that's what, what i love what was going on in 2008 when it was officially delisted in the comments what were you loving well i think the thing about 2008 was that the internet felt less toxic 
than it does now. Now, if I see a comment section on anything, I don't click it. I don't no. scroll. Yeah. I know it's going to be like either bots or trolls and I can't deal with it. But like the delisted, first of all, I didn't, it was like the first time I had been exposed to celebrity gossip delivered in a snarky, funny way. So I love that. And then the comment section was like actual people who were also funny and made funny comments to each other. And I was like, oh, man, gee willikers, the internet is really great. I love being online. And then, you know, like fast forward to now when, like, I don't even want to check my email, let alone, like, look at a comment section on the internet. It just was, like, a very pure time. And, like, it felt, this is so stupid, but it felt like a community. So I would love to give aliens that experience yeah. of the internet. Yeah. You know what's crazy is that you can go to the archives. You can go to 2008. but And it'll show you that there are comments. Like, they'll be like, this has 10 comments. But if you click on it, zero. They've liked it. <gasps> oh, I tried. I said, I want to read what Sam read. That's so and sad. I couldn't. That makes me so sad. I used to also really love Television Without Pity. Have you guys heard of that? It was a website where it was basically like Reddit, but TV specific. And like people would, there would, they would write summaries or recaps of the shows and then people would just talk about it. And I spent like literal hours of my day just, I never comment because I was always too scared, but just like reading other people talking about a show I just watched. That was like my idea of a good time. I would do it now if, like, the internet weren't so cursed. There was also Perez Hilton. Perez Hilton had his site, still probably does, PerezHilton.com, right? But he was really mean for a little, and that was funny. And then he started going nice, and that was less funny, and then he was just annoying. And now he, like, harasses a bunch of kids on TikTok. I think he got banned from Ew, he what? He, like, attacks them in the comments all the time, and they're like, we're 12, and you're grown. I thought he'd had a baby and, like, retired. No, he's really, really on the... Well, he was banned from TikTok. TikTok banned him. But he now trolls, like, the... They have, like, TikTok tea pages, and he trolls those to comment on those to be like, this 15-year-old needs to, like... He, he, like, goes off, and they're all like, we are young. You are old. (laughs) Stop it. <laughs> I, I cannot. I only see TikToks because people I follow on Instagram post them in their stories. We don't have I TikToks cannot, in this house. Yeah, we don't do it in this yeah, house. Yeah, I can't do another app. I can't, like, learn a new thing. Like, my brain does not have room for a new application. Sam, do you follow Dumois on Instagram? No, because it stresses, it's the trash. thought of it stresses me out. It's trash. It's like, it's like studio execs and like agents and Hollywood people basically just anonymous, not anonymously, the emails are not anonymous. <laughs> the emails are like, hey, my name's Josie F and I work at Fox doing this and uh, Army Hammer's about to be canceled. And then the Instagram mm. account uh, makes them anonymous, and then three weeks later, Army Hammer gets canceled. So it's like gossip <sighs> culture, kind of like what I think D-listed would have been or was in two thousand eight. Mm-hmm. But it's so unwell. It's like so <laughs> the fascination with celebrities and and their lives is so 
bizarre to me. Well, it feels like yeah. it died down a little. It used to be like in 2008, it was 2008 nuts. to like 2000, I would say 2005 to 2011 Yeah, was like anything. There was a certain subset of A-listers is what we call what they were called <laughs> in the culture. But like mm-hmm. there was a subset of people that it was like you knew every single thing about their life and there was nothing that was left off limits and you just knew it all. Yeah. And everyone knew it all. You couldn't hide from it. Like, no matter mm-hmm. what Lindsay Lohan was doing, I was in tune with it. I was in step and I never cared. <laughs> yeah. But I was I was like, yeah, obviously that's where Lindsay, like, she's in the Caymans this week and I know that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But we stopped doing that to that degree, I think. But I also, like, used to read People magazine and don't anymore. And I'm like, does it still exist yeah. when I'm just above it? Or did it exist in a more powerful way that I've, or than it does now? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I feel like magazine, like before, before the internet, like magazines, like I could get my once a week or however often like Entertainment Weekly or People Magazine comes out and be like, okay, this is what stars are doing. But now it's just, just like, like us. constant. <laughs> yeah, it's constant <laughs> and overwhelming, and it's at the point where. And this will happen to you, too, where I don't recognize the names of most of the people. And I'm like, I don't I just got to check out because I can't I can't follow who they're talking about. Like, I don't know. I think also we're arriving at and we'll continue to go further into this. I don't think we're going to have true superstars anymore. Like Jennifer Mm -hmm. Aniston, like, uh, you know, when people were like at their biggest, like Lindsay Lohan, uh, I don't think that's going to exist anymore because there are people right now who have millions of followers on social media and are in like mm-hmm. five movies and no one that I know in the middle of the country knows who they are. Yeah. And As a person in the middle of the country, I am a testimony yeah. to, <laughs> to that. And I don't know who I'm they like, are. Yeah, I can't keep up with, like, who's famous and who adjacent to this famous person has also become famous. It's too much. It's I too much. the purity of the old days where there was just, like, a, you know, it felt like you could keep up with even, like, the fringe famous people because <laughs> there just weren't so many that were being followed all the time. The thing about Demois that makes me... Not me personally nervous, but that makes me uneasy is that it's like, it's like, you know, assistance and shit. And now as people who like have other people who know our schedules and what we're doing and what we're working on, it's like, damn, just don't anybody could just tell somebody what I'm doing or what I'm working on. Yeah, it's. I don't know. It just makes me nervous. Like, not me personally. Like, who cares what the fuck I'm doing? But like, I don't want. I don't want we to know. Too. I know you. The, I will text you guys what I'm doing. But like, <laughs> oh, your yeah. schedules. Oh yeah. <laughs> we will not be sending to Dumois. We just. We just want to know for us. <laughs> we as. But the I readers. just think like it just makes. I'm like, oh man, Army Hammer was near an assistant who's like you know who like saw. well he might have asked her to remove her rib <laughs> so that he could cook he's, a, he's a bad example style. he's a bad example well he it's might have like, she might have not overheard it she might have had a doctor's appointment scheduled for her to remove a rib for cooking <laughs> <laughs> it's 
just like, who can, who can anyone trust? Like, I, I love select, like, if you take a picture of somebody, like, uh, fine, I want to hear people talk about the outfit. But then it makes me nerve. I don't know. I just get nervous for people. Well, it's also, it's unfair, Sam, because, like, part of the Dumois culture or, like, this new celeb culture is, like, if I'm an assistant who works on a show you're working on or whatever, and I'm, I have a bad interaction with Sam Irby because you mm-hmm. just got horrible news and it's 8 a.m. and, it, you know, and you whatever. You were just fucking in a preschool. <laughs> you were just fucking in a preschool and I've heard you brag Very about tired. it. I'm going to go to one of these sites and be like, Sam Irby is a total asshole, horrible to work with. And it's like, mm-hmm. it was a bad moment. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel yeah. bad for a lot Russell of people. Russell Crowe threw a phone at someone, but it was like, it was only one bad. One <laughs> like, phone. He was like, it's not, he could have gone to like a Verizon store and thrown so many others. And he, but didn't. he didn't do that. <laughs> Ultimately, I do love when people like have a thing that brings them joy. And I know that I just read an article about the, anonymous person who like runs that account and she was just talking about how how many people like breathlessly like use it and send her stuff i'm like i do love when people are into a thing i just again i don't like if someone is taken out of context and then the story becomes this person's a piece of shit you know and we don't know the backstory i don't know we have questions i just i have too much empathy you're too much of an empath. Yeah. <laughs> Sam, listen. This is about you and like what you're adding to the records. But we uh-huh. did ask some people what they would add to theirs. And we just want to know if you agree or disagree. Get with sort them. of an expert take. Yes. This is like your section of them. So like if you don't want it on there, just let us know. Like we don't, you know what I mean? We don't want to crowd <laughs> yeah. your stuff with these people's stuff. But the yeah. first thing um is from kel mcc and it's the lenny kravitz dick video when lenny kravitz uh split his pants on stage and revealed to us exactly what his penis looks like it was a cultural reset (laughs) yes agree so would you put it on the records yes okay yeah would so my argument is like i think lenny kravitz just as a as a as a concept goes on the records yeah but if you don't have enough room for the whole lenny Little Lenny is is good. See, if I had to pick, I would say Lenny Kravitz is one of the sexy people whose dicks I don't want to see. I would put the picture of him in the blanket scarf on. The blanket scarf. Oh, another cultural reason. (laughs) I'm just saying that because that's what people say all the time. Um, And you're correct. I mean, but that dick picture is so good. (laughs) But it... Sam's staring know. out a window it, right now. Is yeah, that like really is, is it is that like revenge porn or some or some kind of No. Is it bad to show it to no. aliens? No. no. I don't know the rules because now. It, okay. It was then. shown so, in such a moment of joy. It's public domain. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no one gets public, public and to penis, so many people. Then yes. So many it people. Goes, saw you it can it on the record. You mm-hmm. can Freedom of Information Act that picture mm-hmm. of Lenny's uh, And we're dick. on okay. it. we're talking to lawyers already. You don't have to worry about the aliens. We've already cleared it with we have like the most really powerful lawyers. Um, okay, no. great. In okay, Lauren Reeves said plain rice with butter. <laughs> um, agree, but only if we can put salt and pepper on it. Really, it has to be plain rice. 
With butter. I am a person with uh, IBS. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. So I love a plain rice. Sometimes it's all you can have. So yeah, rice with butter. I like plain rice with butter, but to say that that's one of the things for aliens is where I kind of draw the line. Oh, oh, yeah, okay. I Mm. love plain rice with butter. I'll have it any day of the week. I like the stuff. But do the aliens need to know? You know Is what? it one no, of those things don't. that I want to define humanity by? And for that, I have to... I, uh, uh, no. I don't think no. so. Okay. Now that you put it that way, no. You guys are being so sweet. I'm I like rice this. with butter. I think that's so unacceptable. It's not. It's, but it's, it's so delicious. Nothing. To it's say that good. aliens need it... Well, we've agreed that aliens don't need it, but we're saying we like it. Aliens don't need it, but we We personally (laughs) need it. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. Like a G6 by Far East Movement. I don't know what that is, so no. Oh, my God. It's Evan Wooten, the song Like a G6 by Far East Movement. And Evan says, it's a perfect song. Oh, This song was the shit when I was like 15, 16. I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you, but I know I like it. Well, based on both of your reactions, I'm going to change to agree (laughs) because you both just lost your fucking minds. You were vibing. You were vibing. You were vibing. I was vibing. (laughs) I hit hit the auntie shoulder dance. It is a hot song. I don't think it goes on, though. I will be honest about that. I <laughs> I, I should have recorded what you were doing. Everyone, Caleb was dancing like he was in Zumba class. It goes in. I gave him a little bit of this. Yeah, well, you know, whatever. When he says, done. gave him a little bit of this, he put his hands above his head and did a cyclone. <laughs> Cyclone. Mm-hmm. Now that was a hot song. Cyclone was a hot song. <laughs> Damn. That was a good era for music. <laughs> mm-hmm. like the era of like what? 10. The Black Eyed Peas and LMFAO? Come on, baby. <laughs> we had fun. Yeah, we were having it. That's yeah. the era of music where we weren't taking music seriously. That's when yeah. people were like, that's when adults had it right when they were like, they just don't make music like we did. Now yeah. I would be like, you don't have the right to say that. We're making good music again. But yeah. that was the period where we said music we took doesn't a little have detour. to be good. Music doesn't have to be good to be fun. <laughs> we were like Fergie all the time. All yeah, the time. Fergie all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Solo Fergie, Black Eyed P Fergie. That's when we were learning Fergie. how to spell in music as adults. B A N A N A S G Yes. L A M O-R-O-U-S. We were really learning some stuff. That was education. I was hooked on phonics. We cannot continue on this rant because we need to know what else is on your record. Okay, my final thing. I really wanted to capture a feeling that I want the aliens to know and have. And it is the delicious burn of an excessively carbonated gas station fountain soda. Yes. Come on now. Absolutely. I want the carbonation turned up to a 20. I want to like gasp and choke with every sip. 
The scale was one to ten, by the way, and Sam wants it at twenty. <laughs> it's, would you do one of those things where you put, you do like a combo platter, like would <laughs> instead of one mm, drink? I am a purist. So which no. one are we going? I mean, if I'm being true to my heart, it's and a we're asking you to Sprite. Mm, Hell that yeah, that burns the best because that burns mm-hmm. hardest. That, that burns does the burn best. Yeah. I yeah. love Sprite. Yeah. With little nugget ice. Yes. So it doesn't get like too melty like and weird. Yes. Sonic ice. Yes. Sonic ice <laughs> extra carbonated Sprite. Okay. Yes. For me. Sorry, yeah. I'm like getting hot and bothered about it. I yeah. would do Dr. Pepper. And if they had uh, that grenadine cherry situation, I would uh-huh. pop a little bit of that in there. Do they do that mm. at, the, at the G station? So Yeah. Something like like high V gas or something would have grenadine on the yeah, side. Yeah, you go to a fancy gas station. I've I guess I've only ever gone to nasty ass <laughs> gas stations. I've never been like I've never been putting a la carte in my soda. You have it's to go to you like, have to go to a truck stop, like a quick trip. Like, I've been yeah, to a quick like trip. one of the that's like a big laid Loves. out kind of yeah. I've been to a grocery Loves. situation. Love's never has shit. Every time I've been, <laughs> <laughs> Sam. What is the, like, if I'm talking about my experience in Missouri growing up, the gas station to, like, you're going to go there to get your fountain drink before you go to a party that you're going to mix with UV blue vodka or whatever. We're going to Casey's General Store or Quick Trip. What is the gas station where you are? Um, well, I don't live where I grew up. So I'm going to say where I grew okay. up in Evanston, Chicago. Um, Shell. Shell. Shell was always the best gas station. That's the soft drink spot. For whatever yeah. reason, I can't remember the name of the gas station that we used to go to that would sell us alcohol when we were like 14. And <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Good for them. And Great news yeah, for them. Yeah, we never had any of those. <laughs> and so that was like the go-to spot because they would be like, yeah, take a vodka. But then uh, they opened like a really fancy gas station near... Uh, my dad's called Waterway, and people would like go there to chill. Like that was like the spot oh to God. hang out. Mm, I would do I that. Wasn't always hanging out at the Waterway. I was more of a Walgreens parking lot kind of girl. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I would ask my I would ask my babysitter to drop me off at the Walgreens parking lot and be like, I'll, I'll call you when I need your, you. To the, me your dad's girlfriend babysitter. No, a different or one. A different she became a nurse, and then she only oh. treated me when I was in the hospital. Which she did, but I, <laughs> but I, uh, no, different one. Her name's Lauren. Rest, you know, she's alive. I was going to say rest her soul. She's alive and well. <laughs> I was bracing myself when you said rest. I was like, oh no. no. She's like alive and no, well, has, has four kids. Okay. Is doing really well. Has, has a beautiful husband. Good. I'm sitting here being good, like, good, good. may she rest in peace. She's alive. Sam. And I feel bad about it. <laughs> Sam. We want to ask you, is there anything that you want to plug, tell the people about? I think we're almost at the end of our time with you, which is devastating. Devastating. This was a blast. I have nothing to plug. You can buy, buy her my books. books. Buy her books. Yeah, you can buy my books if you want. If you know where Henry Cavill is. <laughs> Keep him far away from Sam. 
She's going to get them both in a, in a cell. Yeah. If you know Henry Cavill and you care about him, you're going to want to keep him protected. If you'd like to see me jailed, give me Henry Cavill's number. No, just buy my books. I have a newsletter. You know, I have all the same shit everybody else has. Oh, your Nothing Substack. special. Subscribe to the Substack. Uh, it's Bitches Gotta Eat. Yep, .substack.com. Iconic. It's mostly recaps of Judge Mathis. Oh, I should have said, but see, no, it's too self-serving to be like, send Judge Mathis to the aliens, but. No, send but it. Hey, send it. They need to send it. We're including that as well. <laughs> yeah, Great. We'll talk a to couple the people. Episode, a couple spicy episodes of Judge Mathis can fit, you know, right next to Mission Impossible. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. Well, Sam, thank you for doing this. We literally. You guys are amazing. Look, I want to be earnest with you for a second. And I know Shelby does too. We truly love you and are so happy that you were on. And thank you for doing oh, everything you I do. I truly love you. Yeah, but, we really see, do See, I you. told you I'm too empathetic. <laughs> <laughs> She's crying. Sam is sobbing right I'm now. I'm weeping. I'm weeping. Put this clip on social media. She's weeping. She's weeping. <laughs> Mike, cut all <laughs> Demois, of this. Demois, Demois. <laughs> Mike, cut all of this. We cannot have Sam looking weak on the pod. <laughs> oh, Seriously, I want people to be terrified of me. Well, I want them to be like, you. "Well, if they have kids, they will terrifying, be terrifying, huh?" God, I shouldn't have said that, but I mean it. <laughs> but at the end of the day, fear her. It's fear her. Real. <laughs> was a HeadGum original.